0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Another snow day for some kids today. Some are in, some are out. Let's bring in Manny Figueredo, uh, Director of Education, Hamilton Wentworth District School Board, and find out exactly what the criteria is and how we decide when it is a snow day and when it is not a snow day. Manny, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. You're welcome, Scott.
1: Glad to, glad to make the time.
0: So, I'm I'm guessing either you're the hero of the day, or you know you're the criminal of the day, depending on what side of the fence you're on on all of this.
1: Yes, listen, Scott. Absolutely. I've uh, every time uh, I have to make this decision early in the morning, I always see the multiple perspectives coming my way. So, how do balancing. you? Go ahead.
0: So, how do you make the decision? How do you make the call? What sort of criteria goes into this?
1: Right. So. I mean, First grounded in the policy of the trustees is that are upset around the inclement weather, right? And the first principle there is around safety. But how do I operationalize this is a great question for the community to know. So both directors of education, myself and the Catholic director, we work with the Transportation Consortium, and we schedule a phone call at uh, 5 a.m. And on days like these, the transportation providers, they send, send, send out bus drivers, spotters, to go drive different routes across the city uh, between 5 and 5.30, and then we join a teleconference. That's one piece of data, important information. And the other piece is looking at the forecast. Uh, Because there have been some days where they say, at this point in time, we don't feel the roads are going to be safe, but then we say, yeah, but the forecast in an hour from now looks like it's going to be above zero degrees, so we're going to run the buses. On days like today, where... Uh, or, or yesterday, for example, where at 5 5 the roads were okay. But then we're looking at the forecast saying, yeah, but we're worried about the hourly forecast, and an hour from now, it looks like the storm's going to come in freezing rain. So then we base that through a conversation with the providers, our manager of transportation, and both directors, and then we commit to informing the community by 6 a.m. around our decision. In Hamilton Public Board, trustees have been clear their policy states if you cancel buses, schools are automatically closed. Right.
0: So you're really just doing what the uh, the board rules, the trustees have laid out for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. they put me in that trusting position, absolutely. And and, and it's because they're guiding principle uh, around um, safety. They have uh, believe that if it's not safe for our students to get on buses, and then we have to also look at the safety of staff not just on the roads, but sometimes the conditions um, on on the side streets of subdivisions, the sidewalks where a lot of our pickups are done, um, aren't safe yet for students maybe to walk or wait or for buses to maneuver. So that's sometimes the reality. Is When I go out and drive, I say, "Wow, the link looks fine and the, yeah. the main roads look fine, but the subdivisions haven't been plowed and they're very icy and dangerous.
0: So... Um yeah, so it appears now that uh, if the buses are canceled, that's sort of the the litmus test that you know then we're gonna we're gonna close the schools down.
1: That that for our school board, that's right. correct. And, and and the policies vary across um, uh, the school boards. The Grand Erie, the Brantford area has a similar policy, um, but it's not taken lightly. I mean, there are days where we do the phone calls and we say, yeah, the buses are are, are gonna run because the forecast looks like it's going to be fine. Uh, but we're looking out the window right now, and as I was looking, just the, the flurry and, and, and the gush coming, and it's always thinking about not only to get them to school, yeah. it's to get it's to get our 18,000 students home.
0: Should we see differences between the public board and the Catholic board on this?
1: It's a great question. Both boards have their governing bodies. Um, uh, and and perhaps
0: a different set of criteria to make the call.
1: Well, the criteria is the same to cancel buses. Right because we, we, we belong to a consortium, so we both have to be on the same page to cancel buses. Right. Then the decision to close the facilities then right. is based on, on another set of criteria in the policy. All right, so let me, ask, we were-
0: so let me ask you this, Manny. Um, I remember, and, you know, I'm an old guy, so uh, I, I remember back in the day them saying that, you know, uh, if you make it to school, you make it to school. If you don't make it to school, you don't make it to school, but the facilities stay open. So there is some place to go for those who, who have made the commitment and um, and can get there uh, because not all kids take a bus to schools. You know, a lot of them still walk. Um and, you know, like if you got a full class, you got a full class. If if you had to combine classes, you'd do that. If it was, you know, uh, singing songs in the gym or playing floor hockey, so be it. Why, why do we, and I guess this all comes back to the trustees and the board, and, and you're just enforcing whatever rules they put in place, but why not leave the facilities open, and if you make it, you make it. If you don't, you don't. Why sort of a military maneuver to you know, shut everything down because the buses aren't running. Therefore, is the situation you said, in some streets, it's hard for the kids to get on the bus. That just seems like a fringe reason to close the whole system
1: down. Well, I mean, so if I could respond to, to that, I think the other lens to look at from the safety lens is really around the safety of staff, right? They, that the trustees have said, if it's not safe for our students, we want to make sure uh, that it's safe. It's not safe for our students and it's not safe for our staff to attend, and we want to make sure the well being of our staff is, is considered. I, you know, are we called, putting, uh,
0: let me ask you this, are we putting too much emphasis on the safety of the staff? And not about what's better for the kids because again you could say that about any occupation we you know I mean not you know when it snows everyone still goes to work it has to be a major major scenario before you know bosses will tell people to stay home or what have you so again it, it just seems to be like there's a double standard there and that we're more concerned about whether the teachers can make it in than whether the kids and again what about the danger to all the parents who now have the kids at home and have to take them here or there or pick them up or what-have-you it just seems that you're passing not you particularly but we're passing the buck here in order to protect uh, you know a few teachers that may have a hard time getting in Uh, it just it doesn't seem to be about the students anymore
1: well yes, guy I mean I I empathize and I understand from the parents perspective I mean, I take it a personal story my parents if they didn't go to work my mom didn't go to her factory and my dad didn't go to his construction job he didn't get paid yeah and this is the dilemma the tension, you know, that that we experience when we ever have to close down schools for certain families. Although we say, you know, we always have to make contingency plans, it's not as easy for some of our families.
0: But again, the rippling um, effect but, here is, yeah, it's great to have the schools safe, but then they've just passed that on to everybody else, who now has to stay home and how and and, and and face their own safety issues or their own transportation issues. So really, it's not really solving the problem; it's just pushing it off back to the parents, is it not?
1: Well. Well, I, this is where I would disagree, Scott. If we're the, so we're the only sector, public service sector, that provides service where we're also responsible um, to transport uh, quite a, you know over a third, 30% of our kids. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge responsibility. Then the other piece comes to uh, parents. I, I've seen both perspectives and say, why do you keep schools open because it's, if it's not safe for the kids you're putting pressure on me for my kid who might want to go to school, walk the sidewalk safe or put pressure on me to try to take Again, but you know, I guess my
0: point is here is if you keep all the options open, you keep everything open, then that yeah. then that decision is yeah. now up to the parent. It's not up to you or the school board or a trustee or whoever. I mean, it seems by closing the schools you're giving people less options than if you keep them open.
1: Yeah. Scott, and I think that's the, the the lens and the value that the trustees have put is the safety of all, and, and more than just, you said, the teachers, our educational assist, the ECEs, everyone. And there's been scenarios, and uh, there's been a scenario in the past, uh, I think, that what drove this policy is that in a, days like today when the board used to keep schools open or had the choice to keep schools open, right, the director could then decide after cancellation, well, there, there was a tragedy. There was a tragedy of an employee, and there was an adaptive employee who tried to get to work on, on such a day. And I think that's uh, what made the trustees reconsider that safety for all focus.
0: Does that not seem a bit extreme, considering Um, how many people go to work on days like today? And again, we're talking about a small percentage of the kids that are actually taking transportation. I mean, you know, it's great in a perfect world if we all had that sort of thing, but the the truth is the majority don't. So I'm, I'm thinking that although you're looking after the safety of the teachers, it's coming at a great expense and a great inconvenience to the parents and to the families. And if the, yeah, parent deci- if the parent decides that you know it's not safe to go and that they can stay home or provide some sort of alternative care for the, the child, then that's great, good for them. But shouldn't they have all of those options?
1: Yeah, Scott, listen. That's per- I. We understand that perspective. I yeah. understand that the, yeah. the one perspective. Then I wouldn't argue with it. It, yeah. it. There is an impact on some families yeah. on on these on these days, and uh, and I hear it. I hear it from families who. Uh, And, you know, people would
0: say, people would say, well, you know what, to heck with their inconvenience. It's all about the safety. But I don't think it is. I don't think it's all about the safety because, again, you're using one case of some uh, of an employee quite tragically who lost their life. I mean, that's that's awful. But we're having the same discussion about people on the Red Hill Valley Parkway today. I mean, accidents do happen. Um, So, you know, it it seems that when we ask questions about this, it's always, um, well, it's about the safety of the kids. And it's, well, is it? Because again, now you're leaving the whole day up in the air for a parent to try to figure out what's going on because their normal day has been disrupted. And I also know this isn't, you know, obviously, you know, your decision, you're, you're the person that just follows the guidelines and, and say, you know, makes the call sort of thing. But it, it just seems that we've overkilled one thing at the expense of another.
1: I mean, when I you know, I do, I support the decision of trustees? I do. and, and. And we're fortunate enough as an organization to actually put that value of safety for all on the table. You're right. Some organizations uh, don't have maybe that opportunity. Uh, and the board has said uh, the, the well-being of our students and paramount is paramount, and so is our staff. So, uh, and, we, and they recognize that it does create inconvenience for some. And as I follow the Twitter world today, the conversation, I see the balanced approach. So those of those them thanking us for making the safety call for all, and and some parents thanking us for not allowing their kids even to think they can walk. Can we know? Worried, I guess. About that.
0: I guess my point is, is though. Can't we make the safety call for all by keeping the schools open? So if you're close and that's an option, good for you. Uh, if you can't, then you keep your kids home. It just seems that we're 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 making this mandatory when it should be optional. It, it the buildings should be open and those that can make it, make it, and make do with what they have, uh, rather than closing a whole system down and creating a whole other set of problems. Got, again, that, I know, that, I know that, there are questions you yeah, can't
1: no, no, answer. No, Scott, that's, yeah, that's one perspective yeah. boards take, and even boards whose policies allow them to stay open, as you saw yesterday. Uh, almost all the boards also decided to close yesterday, even though they had the flexibility to stay open and, and it is the safest safety of all is, is the lens they put forward but it does create an inconvenience for some we, we do recognize that but i think uh the greater consequence or the greater worry is that if a, a child any child was hurt on these days whether on a bus or even walking to and from school and there was a, a tragedy um we'd be having a different conversation you and i in terms of why did we keep the schools open why did we put parents in that position to make a choice. Why didn't we make the right choice of putting their safety first? So I can see the debate on both sides.
0: Yeah. Um, any more chatter? If any of this is going to be revisited, I mean, um, you know, we're always talking about extreme weather. Uh, I'm not sure if it's any more extreme. You know, when a, a winter blizzard of of 20 or 30 years ago. But is there is there any more discussion on 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 what some of the other options are as opposed to just closing down the whole system?
1: Well, we had further discussion. Well, Let me we, we go back to what we talked about back in the day in our day. What we're noticing as we talk to more of our municipalities is the type of days we're experiencing is not what you and I experienced during our winters around the large amounts of snow, but a lot of our days is because of the ice, the fog, uh, sort of elements of inclement weather that weren't so relevant or, um, or pre- prevalent when we were growing up. And that creates a greater concern around the, the ice, and uh, that we didn't experience as much uh, 20, 30 years ago. In terms of this future discussion, there's always discussion. Of the trustees reviewing the policy, um, and there was a great. Our chair was on the on the on, the, on your show yesterday as well, and there was a great question asked uh, regarding what does it look like then on these days around accessing technology in a different way, is, is that conversation going to happen? Where yeah. if maybe kids are home in, a, in, in the digital world, they could access uh, you know, our learning management system, have activities available, or maybe have staff available to connect with them in the digital world. Yeah. Uh, and that was a good question posed, by your, posed yesterday.
0: No, that, that, you know, it, it makes sense. And certainly something that is, you know, as time moves forward, uh, you can certainly see that happening or even making it, uh, although I'm sure it's quite efficient now and getting the information from you to uh, the schools and the kids and, and teachers and parents and such. But yeah, I, I, I mean, could it, is it realistic to, to, to do that? I mean, is that something that's open for discussion?
1: Well, I think with our trustees, anything's open to discussion. What we're seeing is more uptake of our, especially our secondary students uh, in e-learning courses, yeah. using our, our, what we call our D2L, our, our learning management system, a greater uptake. And we see some teachers, some of our on these days, posting information for their courses, especially in secondary, so, teach, yeah. so students can still still continue to keep up with their work and their studies.
0: Makes sense. All right, Manny, I know we've given you some tough questions that are uh, not necessarily in your wheelhouse to answer, but we certainly do appreciate your patience.
1: Oh, no problem. Thank you very much.
0: Manny uh, Figueredo, uh, uh, Director of Education, Hamilton-Wentworth District School Board. Uh, Manny, thanks so much for the time. And, and, you know, what Manny says, I mean, you know, it makes sense. I mean, he's given the information uh, and the standards and the criteria and, and what all this is based on uh, through boards and 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 organizations and such. They try to coordinate it as best they can. But, you know, when the rules are in there that if the school buses are canceled and the schools are closed, um, you know, then that's what Manny has to do. And that's why you see you know like we're seeing today the the Catholic separate school board is in the public school board is out uh Halton is in i understand so it, it's um you know and and although Manny is explaining where everyone is coming from you know i, I just don't buy it that it's more dangerous today i i, I just don't and um can you do 2 minutes with Ethan no so you, you know i i just don't uh, you know, I see this as a system that's been set up by a teacher and, and their union. That's what I see here, because uh, this isn't the best for the kids. It isn't the best for the parents. And when 30 percent of the kids take buses. So one third of the kids who are having issues with buses determines what the other two thirds do. You know, I think that's insane. And, you know, it's terrible that a teacher passed away in an accident on the way to school. But how many other people passed away in accidents driving to work? I mean, we're having this discussion about the Red Hill Valley. Uh, That's over-governance to me. That's over-control. And, again... I think the smart common sense thing to do would be if there's 20 employees in a school and 50% or 75% of them can make it, that's still half full. And if you do the same figure for for kids that might show up or might not show up, it it just doesn't seem to make any sense to shut the whole dang system down to keep and it's all under the guise of keeping the kids safe. I don't think this is keeping the kids any safer. I mean, you want to close school, but you stop school buses, then okay, that 30% stays home. Okay, that makes sense. But to close the school for the other 60% who like live in the neighborhood, who are running from point A to point B, and if they're not in school, they're out in their toboggans, raising just as much hell and getting in as much danger. So how is that any different than walking to school? And it it seemed like from what I remember is the schools were always open. The staff was always there. And those staff that couldn't make it didn't show up. Same with the students. Those that could make it made it. Those that were on school buses in areas where it was worse, they didn't make it. Sometimes you had a full class. Sometimes you only had half a class. Sometimes your teacher didn't show up. So you went to the class next door. There's nothing, you know, written in stone that you have to have a typical school day just because it's a snow day. But instead of disrupting 60% for 30%, and you're doing the same with the parents who may have to stay home from work because it's a snow day and may not get paid because of that or burning up a holiday. Not everyone has the socialist advantage of a teacher's union or the leverage. But again, it seems like it's overkill, overkill. Keep the schools open. Those that make it, make it. Those that it's too dangerous to go, then don't go. But that decision should be made by the parents, not by a school board or a union negotiator. This has gotten way, way out of hand. And it's not about the students. It's about the teachers. The Scott Thompson Show. Weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.